There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Five years ago today, I was backstage covering the Oscars when La La Land was mistakenly read as best picture before being corrected to Moonlight. I spoke about the ordeal with Moonlight director Barry Jenkins in a previous episode in our archives, but today we hear my 2016 conversation with La La Land director Damien Chazelle about the techniques that won him the Oscar for best director. I just saw this earlier, uh, I guess it was earlier this week, completely knocked me out, man. Oh, I, thank you. By the, I mean, it's just charming and everything in the beginning, but then by the end, you're ripping my heart out. <laughs> Why do you have to do that? And when we're going down to Seb's again, turning off the highway, and I'm just, oh, I'm crying. <laughs> crying in my seat. But um, uh, obviously, we all love Whiplash, but when we're watching this, you can sort of tell this is your two passions, right? It's jazz and yeah. old movies, man. Um, for you as a director and a writer, are you sort of like, I want to teach the audience this new generation of young kids coming up? To love jazz and old movies. Yeah, a little bit. It's 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 you know I wouldn't I wouldn't. Uh, it's not like I would want to call myself a, a wannabe teacher or something like <laughs> you know nothing as presumptuous as that. It's just that um, uh, I guess it's just that idea of like you're passionate about something the way the characters are, and so you want to share that passion. And so um, certainly you know these were passions I wanted to share, but I also just want to make a case for the, like these forms still being relevant. Yeah. You know I, th- I think especially with musicals, there's like this 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 perception of musicals as as just you know fake and having nothing to do with reality and just kind of uh, uh, and yeah maybe outdated you know and I wanted to make a case for the genre as something that could still be modern and alive and still say something about what it means to be young and and you know chasing your dreams today. Well, you brought it back. I'm telling you, man. Thanks. Gonna, Thank <laughs> you. You're going to shoot through that best musical uh, Golden Globe gate. <laughs> Um, let's take back to the beginning of the movie. Um, on the highway, um, you know, the great, awesome, you know, it's a single take shot on the highway. Um, is that, is that sort of a, are you, are you sitting in traffic one day and, and you're, you know, it's like, imagine if these people got out and did this. Pretty, pretty, or, or is it, or is it like a little bit of like Fellini eight and a half there, you know, when it gets, floats out of the car and the hop- <laughs> It's, you know, it's, it's funny. So, uh, obviously the Fellini scene, uh, eight and a half is incredible. Uh, but I also remember, so I, I, I live in LA now, but I grew up on the East coast and I had this perception in my mind of LA as, as this, uh, Kind of horrible, unlivable place, and a lot of that, a lot of that was informed by movies that I was like growing up watching. One of which was the Michael Douglas movie Falling Down, which begins with a kind of eight and a half style traffic jam um, that he finally walks out of. And man, like that was L.A. to me. It was just like it just uh, it looked kind of hellish. And uh, and and then so I moved to L.A. not even really thinking that I was going to stay very long. It's just because I wanted to make movies, and you know, okay, so you try L.A. and uh, and I fell in love with it. And um, and realize there's this whole other magical kind of romantic side to the city, um, but there still is a lot of traffic. So I wanted to try to kind of start the movie with with 
stuff that we associate with, you know, LA at its worst, yeah. and try to build from that to, to yeah, to more a love letter to the city. Is that actually a single take, or are there little illusion masks? There's there's two style? two illusion masks okay. that uh, that I have to fess up <laughs> to. Um, we won't ask where they are. But <laughs> thank you. It's very nice of you. That's awesome. But yeah, um, I mean, it, it was like one of those things where, where, you know, we had two days to shoot it, and so we had to kind of like just basically bane through this number on the freeway. Uh, and it was an actual freeway overpass. And, uh, uh, but it was the whole time, it was kind of like, you know, shooting it and, and being stressed out that we weren't going to be able to get it, but being also exhilarated and wondering, you know, why can't more traffic jams uh, be like this? <laughs> you know, hey, why not? People at WTOP will agree in DC, right? Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, the fight scene, where the, the, that builds, then yeah. sitting in the in the green light, vertigo. It's funny, yeah. I mean, I, I uh, that, so that was uh, uh, that was like I remember we were into shooting. We'd already kind of had uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it's Ryan Gosling's character's apartment, and you know, we'd picked the apartment, and uh, you know, and, and and we were getting close to shooting it, and it had these kind of window drapes and. And it just kind of occurred to me, like literally a few days before shooting, and I talked to my DP, Lena Sangren, about you know uh, what this sort of green light kind of coming through would be. And yeah, it was like it was like the, the, the certainly the light in Vertigo, and also felt a little Wizard of Oz to me. And even Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula you know, has this <laughs> incredible green mist, and it, it, that kind of green is a color that you saw a lot in old Technicolor movies, and you don't really see anymore. Um, so I thought it might be, I don't know, I, I just kind of loved it. So. Uh, I think everyone kind of looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, are, are we doing The Matrix or something? But, <laughs> but I just kind of <laughs> Tell them to go watch more old movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, awesome. Well, also the scene, like, uh, I think like when you go into some of the musical numbers, you do like a lot of like of those Gene Kelly musicals and Minnelli and Stanley Donnan with like the little logos appearing of, yeah. you know, the, the different marquees and things. Yeah. I love that superimposed stuff. Oh, thanks. Um, but then towards the end, um, you know, like a lot of those movies like Singing in the Rain or American in Paris, they would have like those big, almost like a surreal, Real artful, um, big number before the end. Yeah, yeah. So, did you consciously say, "I want to do that"? Do you remember where you were when you came up with that? Because it's brilliant. Not, oh, thank you. I I don't entirely remember because I'm not sure what came first. Whether it was this, just this idea of the emotion I wanted at the end of the movie, or this idea of doing a big, yeah, like th those like dream ballets yeah. from those old movies that. Certainly on, on that level, I was like, why don't we do that anymore? Like movies that were kind of Hollywood studio mainstream movies for broad public in like the 50s and 60s used to sometimes every once in a while just kind of stop the main story and like go into just pure, pure music really. And, uh, and there was something so bracing and, and like and just kind of audacious about that idea. So, so Anyway, I'm not sure exactly, you know, how it first formulated in my mind, but it was very early on. Like the earliest drafts of the script ended exactly that way, um, and and yeah, it was an attempt to sort of do a version of that, but uh, but about this very specific emotion that we were trying to achieve at the end of the movie. Um, casting them, what was that process like? Were they in your mind when you're writing it the whole time? It was uh, so when I was uh, basically the process was like I just got insanely lucky. <laughs> it was like it was just you know those things just so aligning. Um, well, it's nice of you to say. I because I, uh, uh, back I first started writing this in like 2010 um, into 2011, and yeah, they they, they were they were uh, floating in my heads when I was first writing. But it was that kind of thing where floating in the stars, uh, floating in your head. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but but it was the kind of thing where I was like, ah, that's probably never going to happen. You know. Uh, Forget it, you know, and uh, and then it took like five, six years to get the movie made. And during that process, I, I made Whiplash, and 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 towards the end of that process, the script wound up on their laps and uh, independently, you know, and even at slightly slightly different junctures. And so it just lined up, kind of, you know, in a very sort of circuitous way that they 
that they w were able to do it, wanted to do it, uh, wanted to do it together. Um, uh, and that, but that was just kind of an amazing thing for me because I, I mean, obviously, I loved that they had this built-in chemistry, but just individually as well. I just think they're two of the greatest actors uh, uh, around right now. Totally. You mentioned Whiplash. Watching Whiplash, I remember there was a lot of those uh, sort of like, almost like staccato images, like boom, 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 yeah. with like a cymbal or, or a drumstick. And I noticed that some in this too. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think it was maybe he puts like a record player down or yeah. something. You have some of those like three beat salvo kind of a things. Is that, why Why do you like that? I mean, that you're building your little, you know, auteur <laughs> legacy here, early <laughs> stages of it. But, you know, why is that like, you know, powerful for you? I, uh, it's hard to say. I just, I just like the feeling of it. I mean, I, I have, uh, you know, working with the same editor, Tom Cross, who cut Whiplash, and, and he and I just have a, we have a shorthand, and we also have a shared love for just a lot of the same, a lot of the same movies and a lot of the same moments in movies. And yeah, I think, so I think it certainly started in Whiplash, and it was, it was that idea of like, how does the world feel like to a jazz musician, you know? And I was a jazz drummer myself, and so there was something about that kind of, uh, where it's all about rhythm, right. you know, uh, Are you and, rushing or and uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, trying to lock right into the tempo, you know, yeah. and uh, 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 but it's like, but that it was all about like the timing and the 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 uh, 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 just the sort of uh, kineticism of that, you know. I love that you can create, literally create a sense of music just through editing, even if there's no music on screen. Yeah. That that was an idea I love, and it was an idea that was really important to this movie. That even when there was no music on screen, it needed to still feel musical at every right. moment. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Speaking of Whiplash, you had, I know we get some nice little callbacks with J.K. Simmons there. I thought he was going to do the rushing or dragging <laughs> to Ryan Gosling a couple times when he's firing him, but why was it important should... to get 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 him in there? Because I know he's meant a lot to your career. Um, yeah, I mean, on a personal level, I just I just love the guy. Uh, so I, I you know I would kill to work with him at any moment. Um, but. Uh, uh, but he was just, he, he was like kind enough to, I, I didn't even really think necessarily that he'd be interested uh, because, you know, it's, it's a relatively small role, but, you know, I, I, I just called him up and asked him, hey, is this something at all you would want to kind of, you know, come down for a couple of days and do? Um, and he, yeah, he just jumped at the idea and he was, you know, it was just, uh, uh, but it was kind of fun. Ryan, Ryan joked to me that, you know, it was Ryan, it was Ryan's first day on set was the, was the scene where he plays piano and then gets uh, fired by JK. <laughs> And so he joked, like, oh, I see what you're up to. You know, you bring your actor from Whiplash and you have him fire me on yeah. day one. I get it. <laughs> Show who's boss. Yeah. <laughs> so. I saw I've seen how this movie goes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I know we're nearing the end, but my one of my favorite gags throughout the whole thing, it's something really small, and I want to know if it was in the script or if you came up with, with Ryan, the, the car horn. <laughs> How he blares it when, when he rolls up outside her and, he, and she knows that it's him. Um, was, that, was that in the script? Or was that the, like the, no, that was in the script. Uh, 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 it was slightly different in the script. It was trying to figure out just kind of what the, uh, uh, like, like uh, it was always a car horn. It was what exactly he did with the car horn, whether he did a sort of pattern with it or, and I think, uh, and so I think it became just this sort of like, grating, sort of a, a very stubborn, as stubborn as the character is, sound uh, uh, through me and Ryan talking. and. Um, but, uh, but to me, it was also kind of a funny, uh, like, musical device in its own way. Like, I like that idea of, you know, that, that, that the movie needed to be pregnant with music at every moment. And so even city sounds that would normally be annoying almost serve as, 
as, as little bits of, of music or melody in the movie. So that, that was kind of uh, uh, that and just the fact that I find it kind of hilarious that, <laughs> that this guy is so... What I, I mean, honestly, what I love about it, and I know you're like a big old movie guy, so uh, you know, may, stop me if I'm reading too deep, but I think you've, re, you've you know, taken new ownership of the car horn for L.A. For a while, it was, uh, it was Chinatown, the head on the wheel, you know, at, at the end. Yes, the, the, it's tragedy, right? The Chinatown, L.A. Horn. is a dirty, corrupt place. Now with your car horn... L.A. is a bright, vibrant place. Old movies are, are back again. You know, it's, it's oh, a place to it. be celebrated. So yeah, take that one with that, you. That, that, that's I, what I thought. I'm going to take full credit for that for that idea <laughs> Did too. Did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, anyway, but that's that's the mo that's the um, you know emotion that we get out of watching your movie. You've you've taken new ownership of L.A. again and made it a magical place. So thank you, sir. Thanks. That was the hope. So thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.